Hello and welcome to the Hospitality Insights podcast, In Focus, a series that brings you insights and opinions from influencers across the hospitality industry. Join us every week for new content from guests discussing investment, development and operations. The conversation starts here. Hospitality Insights in Focus. I'm Patrick White, Editor-in-Chief of Hospitality Insights. And this week, I'm joined by Duncan O'Rourke, who's the CEO of Northern Europe at Accor. Um, hi, Duncan. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm also very good. Delighted to have you on to talk about everything Accor. Um, so I think I'm right, you've been at the company just over four years and you started a new role um, last year. Um, and Accor has really been one of the hospitality companies that's really um, paved the way for some of the trends that we've seen in in the industry over the last few years. Um, so could you maybe talk us through some of the things that you've seen working at the company um, in terms of trends over the last 16 months and, and some things that you think will last and, and develop and go on? Yeah, with pleasure. Look, first of all, um, uh, thank you for taking uh, taking the, the time to speak with me, and I'm very happy to 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 you know talk a little bit about our core. A lot has changed in this industry, uh, uh, specifically with this pandemic, but uh, as well with our core. And, and as you know, our core is uh, in the forefront of uh, redefining itself. Uh, over the past years, the biggest change is the brand portfolio. I would think. Uh, um, over the last five years, Accor has really transformed its brand portfolio, moving from 16 brands to 40 brands with a, you know, with a very strong growth in luxury and specifically lifestyle. And, and, and that's where we really concentrate on it. Uh, despite respecting and really embracing the traditional brands, there's a clear strategy to grow luxury and lifestyle. As a result, the group has been able to energize itself uh, in the development across all segments, across all geographies. Um, one knows that uh, Accor, except for Northern, uh, for North America in every other continent, Accor is the biggest. Uh, uh, so in Asia, in South America, in Europe, uh, Middle East and Africa, we are the biggest and we want to maintain that there. Um, and so that's that's been very particular in terms of the brand. In terms of the pandemic, and I think it's pertained to talk about that, you know, um, our core hotels has changed pivotal for the group. Uh, we are more than just, uh, we are more than just, uh, and you know that just before the pandemic, we changed that name from our core hotels just to our core. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a very pivotal point for us because what we did there is we were the most diverse hotel group with a very holistic ecosystem of hospitality, services and experiences. And that's what we wanted to do with the private rental, with co-working, with the concierge, with the entertainment, all in line with our strategy to extend our relationship with our clients, with our, uh, our guests, uh, far beyond just the travel, in, to, to really to get into their daily lives of lifestyle. And that gave us... Uh, um, that gave us that opportunity. And then, of course, with the pandemic field, work hospitality became very pertained. So we were there a little bit, in my opinion, ahead of the curve in 2019, creating the Rojo brand, which is very well defined. Our core is going really further in work hospitality solutions as well, uh, really doing integrated, uh, smart, flexible workspaces. 
uh, as well. And the consumer and corporate terms as well, really, really looking at the trends to make sure that we extend this far beyond just the pandemic. So using the pandemic, taking inventory and then getting something that extends past the, past the pandemic uh, as well. And then of course, uh, in terms in business terms, not just the commercialization of the real estate, it's another step looking at, you know, the square meter ROI and not just at ref bar. And so we did those three things in a very efficient way. Uh, the company hasn't stood still. It, it, still, uh, it still moves forward uh, uh, and is very well positioned to come out of this pandemic, which is happening now, uh, to come out of this very, very, very strong. And some of those things you've talked about, how does that relate to your role in the Northern European portfolio, how does it? How does some of those things translate to, to specifically to, to your kind of position? Look, it's it's uh, Northern Europe is uh, Europe is the largest portfolio for our courts. It's uh, I think about 62 percent of the assets are based in Europe, and so we split this into Northern Europe and Southern Europe. Southern Europe is managed by Mo Bailey, a very competent CEO who's managing based in Paris. And so we work very well together, but everything what I've said there uh, in terms of alignment and strategy there of the group is very, very pertained for Northern Europe in terms of the openings, in terms of the work hospitality, in how we've managed the pandemic uh, uh, with, the, with the certificates of health and safety and, and cleanliness and all of that. So it's, it really is get pushed in. And when I call restructured, uh, and I've been in this position just around a year now when they restructured, the main objective was to simplify, to focus and then to expand clear strategic objectives of the group. And so what we've done there is made sure that we as, 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 as an operator are closer to the hotels, closer to the clients and closer to the, to the partners. And that I believe and, and already see that gives us a competitive advantage. So everything in terms of that, we then manage via the Northern Europe uh, uh, segment. And we have, uh, out of interest, we have uh, major offices in, in Munich, in London, in Warsaw, and in, and in Moscow. And we kind of talked about it briefly in the first question about certain trends that have, have come about, um, maybe been accelerated because of the pandemic. One of those is extended stay. Um, is this a market that Accor is is uh, is a big part for Accor, or is it something you want to do more of, or how do you how do you feel about that market? No, no, it, it's it, indeed it's it's very important for us. I think I would imagine across most global markets, Accor is the industry leader in the terms of private rentals, extended stay, branded private rentals, and all those categories. The group probably offers 5,000 created uh, homes and villas via its One Fine Stay brand, around 380 properties in the network, and then pipelines, obviously. Then we have the, the Fairmont Service Residences, um, Pullman Living, Hyde Living, Adagio, and many, many more. Um, and probably around 110 or just over 100 in, in, in residences in the network and pipeline. Um, we also, at the end of 2020, launched Apartments and Villas at Accor.com, a website, and this launch for the Apartments and Villas web demonstrates clearly our ambition to further develop these solutions tailored, very tailored to the extended stay hotel uh, segments. Branded residences, which typically combine uh, private home ownership with luxury branding, 
very, very comprehensive as well. And there, uh, we're very proud uh, that that's grown by around or over 170% and, and just out of interest in London, the Raffles London at the old war office, 85 absolutely stunning residences. Raffles, Boston, Back Bay hotels and residences. Sofita we're doing in Seoul with branded residences. And then obviously the SLS, the lifestyle brand, Cancun hotels, just to name a couple of them. Uh, but that's very, very uh, important for us. And, and then we are a very big player and understand the importance of it. Another kind of um, subset of hospitality that's going to, a lot of people are predicting is going to grow because of the nature of the market is the resort market, leisure travelers predicted to come back a lot quicker than maybe some corporate travel. And I know that over the last few years, Accor has really invested in that resort, leisure, lifestyle kind of segment of the market. Um, do you see that growth continuing and kind of accelerating in any particular brands within the portfolio that you think Accor, um, well, that, that are doing really well at Accor? Look, the, the, the residence and the lifestyle is extremely important, uh, extremely important segment for us. And we just signed the stunning show in the Maldives, which opens in 2023. I mean, spectacular villas, beachfront, water, overwater villas. So hotels and resorts are only found really, and you know that in socially vibrant destinations, Berlin, Bangkok, St. Petersburg, Singapore, and we continue to develop that as well. Um, Global resort supplies around three to four million uh, uh, rooms, about 10% of our total supply. So that's, that just shows you the importance. And resorts are really key to guest loyalty. So guests burn, you know, they're, they're burning on the points on our, on our loyalty point. They burn more in resorts and spend more when they do. So in our course current network, the Fairmont, the Rixos, Mervyn Peak are the leading resort brands right now. And we have very, very good momentum in that. We just actually signed an absolutely stunning property in the Albanian market, the Mervyn Peak there. In Northern Europe, five Mervyn Peaks have signed. We signed uh, um, the show in Soto Grande in, in Spain, Banyan Tree in Doha. And then obviously uh, big signings, Raffles, the Palm in Dubai, the Soma, this. So that's very, very important. And we also see, which is important, is that the resort and leisure is recovering much quicker than the corporate and the big mice incentive uh, segments post-pandemic. Uh, and we're kind of talking a bit about the pandemic kind of coming to an end potentially, at least in certain markets. What do we, what can we expect to see from our core over the next couple of years in terms of developments and trends and brands? Um, anything exciting um, that you'd like to share with us or, or what, what's kind of the feeling about the next couple of years, Michael? What's, this, what's the overall strategy, do you think? Um, as mentioned before, I think this very simple but very dynamic focus, simplify and expand. Uh, um, that, that strategy will remain the same. Focus on our people, our partners, our guests, very, very important. And with that comes innovation and growth there. Lifestyle is absolutely key. And as you know, uh, with the creation of any small, the, the, the company just got a lifestyle company, the biggest, uh, biggest lifestyle hospitality company in the world now, we will have 13 distinct brands, more than 250 hotels uh, in over 150 destinations, restaurants and bars, the luxury space, our world-class brands, the SLS, the So, Delano, Glen Eagles, uh, uh, the Mama Shelters, et cetera. This is gonna be extremely important for us. New hotels, uh, uh, the SLS in Dubai, 
the Mandarin shortage in, in London, Joan Joan Vienna, which is uh, in, in built on top of an IKEA downtown Vienna. So the lifestyle sector in tune with consumer expectations, which we see are really much about socialization experiences, local connections, we very, very well positioned to take full advantage of that. The other part of the of the importance is, is, is people. So rebuilding and reshaping the industry, very, very significant focus on what we have to do. This, this, you know, this industry has been hit hard. It's destabilizing for investors and recruit. I'm not so concerned about investors. We are a very strong, dynamic company committed to our people. But you can see that the, you know, in, encouraging people to come back into the industry and retaining our talent is very, very key. People are the heart and soul of this industry. We know that, we don't forget that, and we will continue to concentrate on that. We are all about uh, um, people, as you know that, um, and we will co continue to exercise every option we can to encourage and get people back there as soon as we can. We need to remind people, and I, I keep talking about people because it's so important and so uh, special for me, we need to remind people about this industry, about this hospitality, um, as well. And uh, there is a challenge in that now because obviously this pandemic has, has put people through and, and convinced people to come back in. But it is a wonderful industry. Uh, it has been, it's gone through challenges before and it has always come back there. I think um, you asked me about some trends from that post COVID, the trends coming through there. Um, I think, like I mentioned before, authentic, meaningful experiences are going to be very, very important. Healthy living, wellness, a full purpose, fulfillment, positive contribution, sustainability is so critical, so important. Um, we've also just hired uh, uh, Brune, who's joined us, uh, um, um, who actually left the French government to join us, who's heading up that for us there. So extremely important as well. And I think that will play a pivotal role. And then, of course, the transformation of personal growth and the work-life balance uh, will come will come to as well. So a lot on our plates, you know, this post-pandemic, a lot to concentrate on. But with the with the concentrating on the people, concentrating on lifestyle, and then these trends coming back from post-pandemic, uh, well positioned to to benefit from that. You kind of mentioned a bit about ESG there, and um, we're seeing a lot of companies, not just in hospitality but other sectors, focusing and talking up that. Is that something that Accor is keen to talk about and 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 be a leader of in the market? No, absolutely. And I mentioned Brune. Brune Poisson, as Chief Sustainable Officer, uh, just shows you how important and our commitment to bring somebody with that experience, that background, to join our course group and take full ownership there and drive us to just, just clearly underwrites how important and our focus on that. You know, uh, this, this quite rightly desire and a need to build back better. So you come back, but you need to come back better. So the key role for hospitality is in fostering the sustainability. Hospitality with a positive sustainable impact, especially as hotels interact with local communities, uh, bringing them back uh, as well as for the people at the heart of this industry. So our core continue to lead the way with strong sustainable initiatives. That's our importance. And then again, as mentioned there, you know, plastic, carbon, foods, local communities. And, and, and with Brune there, Brune Croissant there, we are really in a very strong place and very, very happy to have somebody that talented uh, leading us 
drawing forward. And it's a clear reflection as well, because business has changed, of course. And so companies themselves now are only willing to sign RFP and long-term contracts with, with companies that really embrace and not just talk, but actually hit the KPIs and actions with, uh, with sustainability and, and, and CSR. Well, that's a, quite a positive way to finish. Um, thank you very much for your time today, Duncan. Really appreciate it and really interesting to talk to you. Thank you. No, no, it's my pleasure. And, and, and thank you for all that you guys are doing as well. I, I thoroughly enjoy watching and reading all the things as well. So thanks very much. Cheers, Duncan. Thanks. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks very much to our contributors and guests for creating this week's episode. 